Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303, Episode 97. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. And as always, we have with us Intern E. How are you doing this evening, Nick? Well, I have to say, normally I'm very pleased with a certain business's uh, model of preparing and delivering food. But today, Chipotle is on my shit list, considering I ordered something from them over two hours ago and it hasn't showed up yet no it arrived at 753 right it's supposed to arrive at 753 uh pacific standard time yeah probably it's gonna be a <laughs> knock on my door at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah but that would be the greatest knock ever <laughs> like, just random chipotle <laughs> yeah, here's your chipotle sir i also have a question so my apartment building has a concierge in it they just sit at the desk they don't tell me the good spots to go around town. They don't deliver my packages to me. They don't deliver my mail to me. They don't bring my food up to me. How much do you pay for this concierge? I don't know. I think it's built into my price of my apartment. Tip, but try, I have to pay. Try, I have to pay try, something. Try tipping the concierge. I bet you they treat you extra right. I but like, what's the point of them? Uh, security probably. For the longest time, I thought... Because DC uh, has homeless people that used to just walk into apartment buildings. <laughs> right. For the longest time, I thought the concierge was synonymous with escort. <laughs> so, <laughs> And they can't even do that. Young Nick's disappointed. <laughs> dude, I was so, dude, I was so disappointed. And like I thought it was like a risque hotel. <laughs> like, when I was a kid, we went to like a nice hotel, and they're like, they have a concierge. I was like, in here? <laughs> Damn, they're not even trying to hide it. That's how nice this hotel is. Uh, don't believe him, listeners at home. The nice hotel to Nick is Motel Eight. Right, it was a it was a two star Motel Eight. That's what <laughs> that's what we could afford in the Morhan family growing up. <laughs> All right, so he has just been staring around. Like, when are we going to get to him? So let's go ahead and let him have an introduction. How are you doing this evening, E? I'm doing good, man. I was I was just enjoying the conversation. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> he's like looking around kept looking at me he's just like he's just shell-shocked that my family could afford a motel eight no, honestly i was about to google concierge <laughs> the eric it doesn't mean escort it's not the same thing that's so funny. All right, you know, so you know, we Jermaine, I think sometimes you ask how we are, and we don't ask how you are. How are you, Jermaine? Well, I'm doing great. Yeah, I got to wrap this podcast up so I can fill out some paperwork for a new job that I'm going to take. So, Oh, oh good, good <laughs> news on the 303 front. Yeah, so we've been uh, – I've been putting that off this whole time bullshitting with you guys. I probably could have written it already. <laughs> probably. After the food fiasco that was. <laughs> yeah. The, the pilgrimage that was Nick's dinner. Uh, Swole City Jones, though. Chicky fried rice. All right. So this episode, like I said earlier, was episode 97. We're three away from episode 100. Uh Pop Culture Pick'em today will be top five video games. We'll obviously do a Super Bowl review since that just happened and I'm finally out of football season. Thank fucking God. Um, we have written down here, we'll do an NFL Champions League preview. 
Uh, I don't believe that's correct. So we will do a UCL Champions League preview. Oh, classic. Uh, we'll do the a- raccoon must have got to the document again. I hate when they do that. We'll do a way too early Super Bowl 57 picks. Are you ready for that, Nick? We're going to be doing some futures already. I've got it already. We don't even know where quarterbacks are playing, and we're going to do futures. <laughs> yeah, I know which one you're picking. You sent to the chat earlier. And, and I'm going to randomize the order, and if I go first, I'm going to take it. Hell yeah. <laughs> I put it and in then, the chat because it's open for everybody to take. And then we'll do NBA trade deadline review. I This is where I will insert my first ever Knicks talk talks out of his ass that's full of shit i've done it before but um yeah i said it was gonna be a boring trade deadline and quite the opposite happened uh brooklyn decided to make philadelphia better and i don't know if they understand that they play in the same conference so yeah all right good talk we'll review that later let's go ahead and get into pop culture pick them i randomized the order before the show and i sent it twice just like santa claus checks his list and we have nick jermaine eric there's only so many ways we can randomize this order. I should just pick a rotating order of <laughs> who goes first. No, yeah. I, like, I like the randomization of three names. <laughs> I started putting like extra letters in there, so I had to randomize like 10 to 15 things. <laughs> and uh, So I did it today, and it said, Nick Jermaine Eric was the first output, but I clicked the again button to see how it would randomize the second time. It just moved us down a list, and it came back Nick Jermaine Eric. <laughs> I was just like, there "What is happening?" There we I, go. I need a new randomizer. It's like I, I said. I says what I says. <laughs> Bitch, come see me next. Week. Bitch, this ain't random no more. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, Nick, give us your one oh one. All right. So one oh one for video games. I, I for me, it was kind of a forbidden video game growing up. Because I was always a PlayStation guy. But my one-on-one, it's got to be Halo. All right. You took Halo. All right. No, that's a good pick. Uh, which which Halo? Which Halo? Are you, you can't. Are we taking whole series? No, nah, because you got to pick one, yeah. right? All right. I'll, I'm going to say the Halo series. but No, no you get what's, the series, but you have to pick one. What's the one where you can dual wield for the first time? Two? Halo 2? Halo two. Yeah, it's, it's Halo 2 for me. Halo 2 was fire. <laughs> I was going to pick Halo Combat Evolved. Just it's a good one. It's the OG killer. The yeah. plot is the best in that one. Wait, wait. So nobody else can pick any Halo no. games? No. Trash. Why would we have <laughs> Halo on? Trash. Why would we have Halo on this list so many times? There's like eight different Halos. Well, it's excessive. It's not that many, but we're like, <laughs> why would we do that? I yeah. No, because if were someone... you so angry, you just stood up. Yeah, bro. Are you, <laughs> Eric, were you so angry you just exercised? Well, because my list shrinks incredibly loud. Well, that's the last word you said. <laughs> I don't. I, th- I just said the same thing, and I was just <laughs> like, there was some slur. It was like, wow, wow. Rabble, 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 rabble. My list rings incredibly rabble, rabble. All right, so with my with the 102 pick in this draft, I'm going to go ahead and take Splinter Cell. Oh, the first mature video game I ever got was Splinter Cell. Great pick. Yeah, I only did that because it's going to piss Eric off. 
Hey, look how grumpy he is. <laughs> he's got his arms, got his arms crossed. We got his arms crossed. He's exercising. Splinter Cell was the first game that it actually seemed like it was. It was like the first like next gen game that really brought back like that brought Metal Gear into like actual decent gameplay. Because the problem with Metal Gear was you always had to make these like, like very like. It was like up and left or up and right. Yeah. He's very like like acute movements. And Splinter Cell, you could like sneak around in the shadows, climb on the pipes. Splinter Cell was tight. Yeah. All, All right, right. Eric, finish out round one. All right. So uh, a little bit of a classic here, but I'm going to go with GoldenEye 007 on the N64. <laughs> That's a great game. Yeah. Is that the one that has the? That's not the one that has the Alpine uh, castle, is it? I don't think it is. I've, it's been so long, I can't yeah. answer that. A great, a, a great game, though. Absolutely. All uh, right, no complaints from any of those. Let's see what Eric's got to open up the second round, though. And then I'm gonna go with Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh, I don't like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I mean it, it's. It's a good game. I, I think I, the last one I played was San Andreas, I think. That one was good. Yeah. I know it's. I know people love it. I just personally don't really care for it. So. Right. Um, I don't really know if I thought this far through. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take my favorite video game of all time. Uh, and it's Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yep, knew it. Great pick. Great game. Never played it, but watched it. Watched it play. Watched it being played. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's crazy is my first favorite video game before that was uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Right. The Nintendo 64. And yeah. then the Nintendo Switch was just like, hey, you remember that game that was epic? Yeah, we're going to do it better. Yeah, and better <laughs> graphics. Yeah, it was awesome. And the best part, it was handhelds. <laughs> I was could play it anywhere. That's it's uh, this. If you the Switch is the greatest console, it's amazing. I created this list thinking that you guys were gonna run through my picks, and then I wasn't gonna have picks left. No. Now, now I'm faced with the other. <laughs> the I have I have a surplus of ones to choose from. Yeah, I figured. I'm shocked one of them's not off the board for you. Yeah, I, I figured it's like the first year, like like 2012 Cam Newton, where my friends picked him in fantasy just to pick him, even though they didn't want him. I feel like that that one's going to be safe for a while, though. All right. Uh, I I'll I'll go with Madden, but with with my set with my second pick, it's got to be Madden. Well, yeah, because it's cost you how many controllers? Well, yeah, true. <laughs> but at this point, like they, they keep making, I keep buying them for some reason. The controllers <laughs> and the games. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You keep buying the games; it blows my mind. You really should just get Xbox because they have EA Pass on it, and you can just get Madden every year for the monthly Game Pass price you're paying. 
and then and then you don't have to you don't have to buy that game. Or I could wait till a week before the Super Bowl and get it when PlayStation does their yearly sale. <laughs> yeah, but twenty dollars is still too much for updated rosters. Probably, yeah. But that's <laughs> that's Madden. Man, I have so many. Madden would have never made my list, so you could have waited till five. I could have waited till five to to pick Madden, but you got to reach every now and then, just like I do in Madden every year. <sighs> you went, you bought it for twenty bucks last week, right? Literally yeah. like Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, third third pick for me before I get into my absolute favorites. It's got it's got to be Mario Kart. Mario Kart's fire, bro. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's you. I don't care who you are. You played that game and had fun doing it. You played that game as a kid. You played that game as a teenager. You played that game as an adult when you could drink. And those were each three separate different times you enjoyed Mario Kart. Birio Kart. Birio Kart. Amazing game. If you you don't know what it is, check it out. Because it is. it got me into a lot of fights with my girlfriend at the time in college because <laughs> they would get ready and we would get fucked up playing playing Mario Kart and then not be able to go out play Mario Kart and not be able to go out that's a that's a great choice uh, I'm going to diversify my list here so I have Legend of Z- Zelda Splinter Cell I'm going to go in and take uh, Super Smash Bros oh it's a great game it's the same thing as Mario Party or uh, yeah. as, as Mario Kart yeah, 100%. Super Smash Bros., the newest one on uh, on the Switch Ultimate is amazing. They got so many characters, the diversity, and you can actually get crazy good with those characters. I don't play it enough to do that. It's like riding a bike. If you don't play it for a week, you lose any skill you've built. Super, Super Smash, Smash Bros. Bros. is the baseball of video games. It's so wild, bro. People who are truly good at Super Smash Bros. break my brain. <laughs> but they have Pokemon in it now that you can fight with. You can okay. fight with you can fight with Mewtwo, Greninja, Lucario. Like they have a man. They have one dude from Tekken. He like flies up to the sky, and I think his name is no Yakuza's Yakuza. But he flies up and shoots a laser beam from his eyes. <laughs> like it's Whoa. it's insane what they got going on now. This like and when you play eight people on the screen, God help you if you can't find your character. You're dead, bro. Oh yeah, you're dead. You're done. You gotta <laughs> identify him from the beginning and not have a drop of alcohol or other inebriation in your system. <laughs> and of course we only play Super Super Smash Bros. drug. Right. Super Smash Beers is what we call it. Super Smash Beers. Eric, you look <laughs> you look upset because and because did you have Halo Men and Mario Kart on your list? Uh no, I well Mario Kart, yes, but now can we pick other Mario games? Nope. Uh, yes, you can. I just wanted to say that to make uh-huh. it angry. Yeah, it was like <laughs> Mario Kart the series is off the table, right. but Eric wants to take Mario Party. Party, here. of course, yeah. So yeah, Mario Party. No, no, don't pick for me. Mario Party is available, yes. But with my third pick. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the most classic game ever, Duck Hunt. <laughs> Duck Hunt's a great game. I don't know if I put it on my top five. Best game ever, bro. Yo, who's taking Pong next? <laughs> are you talking about? Are you talking about Deer Hunter, the arcade no. game that's at every bar ever? Duck Hunt, bro. 
Bro, deer hunter, we used to get down on that in Virginia. Dude, deer hunter is so much better than duck hunter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, first of all, it's like, like, look, Eric, it's Eric, hunt, it's your, hunter. it's your list. They're I classics. He's picked classics. I don't think duck hunt would be on my list. Oh and yeah. With my fourth pick, I'm gonna take Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. That's good. That's ooh, pick. which I, one? Two. Two. Good pick. You know, uh, you know, I own that on Xbox, right? Do you really? One and two, the remake. Hey, well, the, I ain't got shit to do for the next. That's why I was telling man. you, bro. So I have Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two. When they remade it, I was hyped. You know how many hours we spent on that? We used to take gravity off. <laughs> when you would take gravity off and just keep flying. Oh yeah, dude! You would hit a ramp and do like. Like fifty thousand wor- points worth of tricks. <laughs> no, it was it was millions of points, bro. Jesus. <laughs> Tony Hawk's pro skater. Good pick. That's a good pick. You ever hear Tony Hawk tell the story of him negotiating the contract for that? No. So Tony Hawk. <laughs> I thought you were gonna hit me with like a neither have I. I was gonna be like, okay, well. <laughs> so Tony Hawk. Uh, it's apostrophe s. I I got you, Eric. So Tony Hawk is they're negotiating with it, right? And as the game's getting closer to launch, it's more and more, it's gaining more and more notoriety, more and more popularity. Like everyone's just like, oh shit, Tony Hawk's pro skater, and everyone's talking about it, everyone's buzzing. So the company comes back to him and they're like, Hey, we'll give you an upfront payment of Five million dollars. I may have the value wrong. It might have been ten. It was no higher than ten, but of five million dollars, and and you just but you relinquish royalties. So they try to get Tony Hawk to sign a contract for no royalties. Five hundred thousand. Oh, five hundred thousand. They try to pay him five hundred thousand up front, and he wouldn't have any royalties. That's disrespectful. And Tony Hawk like sat there and thought about it. And five hundred thousand was probably a lot of the time. When did Tony Hawk come out? It was oh two. I think it was earlier than that, like ninety eight, ninety nine. Oh, the first one probably came out before that. Yeah. Uh, Eric's looking at ninety nine. Ninety nine. So yeah. Tony Hawk one came out ninety nine or two. One. One came out ninety nine. So they tried to pay him five hundred thousand in the nineties. To get him to relinquish royalties. That's how much you made when you're ready to drop it. <laughs> oh, that's how much he made? That's how much he ended up making. Okay, so I didn't know this number until right now. But News so, break. We've just, re- we've just received an urgent bulletin. So Tony Hawk, right, it sits there, thinks about it, sits on it for a few days, comes back and says no. So – Fast forward, Tony Hawk becomes one of the biggest game. Pro Skater becomes one of the biggest games ever. It births the skate franchise, which if you love skateboarding games, the skate franchise was fire. And Tony Hawk has now earned. So Tony Hawk Pro Skater has sold $1.4 billion in in sales, not units. (laughs) $1.4 billion in sales. So Tony Hawk has made $140 million from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. 
I don't know. I'd still take the five hundred thousand. Yeah, because he could have bought an NFT. Right. <laughs> could have bought Bitcoin. You know what the best part about this is? They were upset that he didn't take the deal, and they actually didn't work with him for the seat, for the corresponding games. Yeah. So he just made one hundred forty million dollars from one game. Yeah, that's they were they were upset he didn't take the deal because they knew they had a hit on their hands, and. Well, $140 million later, y'all still shisty for sure. Right. All right, so Eric's list shaping out well. Nick's list shaping out well. I've, we've all got some hitters here. I'm going to go ahead and take Uncharted. It's a good pick. Take Uncharted. It was that one or another one, which Nick will now take. It's not, it's not really that good of a game, I have to say. <laughs> I'm which, actually gonna start playing them again. <laughs> which one? I'll take Uncharted Two. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, it's the best one. Well, Unch- hold on, we take that back. They're all fire. They're uh, all- three, three kind of stunk it up at the end. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I mean, that's the third part, right? So it was like two and seven eighths fire video games. <laughs> yeah, Un- Uncharted, uh, un- the Uncharted series is great for me. I love indiana jones and it was like playing an indiana jones game but then uncharted through uncharted 2 threw in multiplayer multiplayer and threw in like that rush mode i mean that was it was such a good game it was yeah it was between this one and the game i'm theorizing you're either picking next or after that okay oh man it's a lot of pressure all right uncharted's off the board a good pick by Jermaine. I I'll, I'll have to keep I'll have to play I'll have to pick a game that defined my childhood basically and is in Uncharted actually because the same people the same developer did it. Naughty Dog, and that's Crash Bandicoot. Bro, did you know Xbox now is it Xbox now owns Crash Bandicoot? That's terrible. That's sacrilege. It's it it that sentence doesn't sound right. You want to know the uh, you want to know the other game they own that doesn't sound right? MLB the Show, right? Spyro the Dragon. What? Just no. It's not right. If if I was to think PlayStation go tos, right? It's the, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro are like two of the first that come to my head. That's a PlayStation Hall of Fame. That's 100%. You know how much money they made off those two motherfuckers? Right. They birthed, they birthed an entire genre of, of critters. Sly Cooper. Yeah. Jack and Daxter. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. And I know I'm missing some. People will come at me later. That, se- <laughs> that sexy female dragon from Spyro. <laughs> <laughs> I am afraid to say it. Come at me, haters. I was Nick's, young. I was Nick's, discovering stuff. <laughs> Nick's first crush, female dragon from Spyro. <laughs> she, was, she was hot. She was like Nala in The Lion King. But I, when Lion King came out, I was too young. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm. Oh, man. Round out the list. I'm conflicted here. I think just because I've thrown so many hours into this game. I mean, like, I countless hours, and it's easy to just, like, pick up and play. I'm going to say it first. 
football manager. Oh, that is a fantastic game. No, that's I not what you were gonna say. I wasn't gonna pick it. No. Oh shit! Is it MLB the show? MLB the show. Yeah. Wow, I'm shocked. Football manager didn't make this list. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, I know. That was what I was deciding between MLB the show and football manager. I'm gonna go with MLB the show just because I've put oh, I've put so much hours into football manager too. Man. I just I, I here's the problem. Here's the problem with football manager. And here's not the the problem to my bank account for football manager. <laughs> I, you know what? I I will make the swap unless you're gonna pick it, Jermaine. No, no. Okay, no, I'm not. I'm gonna I'm make not. the swap to football manager because just thinking about it, I auto buy the new football manager even if I don't play it. I just it's it's like it's like automatically in my Steam account. So this is why I was perplexed by the Madden pick. Uh, yeah, I mean the Madden pick is looking terrible. I want to swap out my my Madden pick with MLB the Show, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah, it, it's got to be Football Manager for those of you who are soccer fans and you haven't at least tried Football Manager. So, the great thing about Football Manager is I started playing in 2010. So, like when it was literally just like blocks moving around a screen, and now it's like full on like FIFA graphics. And the tactics are crazy. I, I mean, like, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, that, that has a special place in my heart. It's going to be football manager. If, if you're a soccer fan, you haven't played football manager. What are you doing with your life? It's, it's, it's truly an amazing game. But it, get ready it was, to block off like a week of your schedule because it's addicting as it, fuck. It was so amazing that in Diego Garcia, we sucked down your internet. To tap a football manager yeah. overnight. <laughs> right. Destroyed <laughs> we, a month worth of internet to download it. I had to optimize my <laughs> Mac. I had to do all these crazy settings to my Mac to get the Steam to work for football manager. Right. And I regret none of it. We downloaded skin packages on right. top of it because we didn't have logos. We didn't, Lo- we logos didn't, we, and skins. We didn't have logos and skins. Well, for, this was back this was back when they didn't have the Premier League's blessing. So this is like Football Manager 2006, 2017. Yeah, we wanted we so we got Man U, we got Real Madrid from the skins. Right. We got everything pretty much, like except for like the the weird leagues. I had to get into the weeds of of the click down folders on Mac right. to put right. the to extract to the oh bro, we spent some time on Football yeah. Manager. Yeah. And then and then that's not to mention I think for a for a month and a half straight, we didn't we didn't go out. We like we just got we just went to your stateroom and just hooked it up on the TV and just played Football Manager. Yeah, we would get uh, <laughs> yeah, football oh man, Football Manager, and then we took it way too serious. Uh, right. Angel Di Maria, super sub. Yeah, super sub, super sub. We had Julian, <laughs> we had Julian Draxler, wannabe super sub. We we got Pulisic in that game. We got Pulisic. We had Verratti and Neymar and Mbappe. The old, yeah, the old school PSG. You're just running roughshod over the league. Oh my iPad just got to ten percent. The Bulls are only up three. Oh no! What just happened? All right, so that's those. That's that's my five, and and I'll throw. I'll throw some honorable mentions after you guys uh, when 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 we're all over. If you guys haven't picked it, so so I I put myself into a hole. 
There's too many good games out there. But I have Uncharted, right? Adventure. I have Super Smash Bros. Fighting. I have Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, RPG. I have Splinter Cell, uh, Espionage. So I'd, re- I'd be remiss to not add a shooter, shooter here. And I want to add a shooter here. Yeah, but I have so many games that are fire. And I really took Splinter Cell just to fuck with Eric. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't even want Splinter Cell. So if yeah, he's willing to trade. That's, that's the reason I took Halo. <laughs> if, if he's willing to trade, I will trade him Splinter Cell for his fifth and final pick. Only if I get the first pick for the next three pop culture picks. I like the way he thinks, though. I like the way he thinks. And no, I will gladly take Splinter Cell. <laughs> right. Right. We like the way you think, Eric, but you're a shit negotiator. <laughs> yeah, that's a fire. That was a fire tactic. I will give him credit for that. Absolutely. But no. All right. So with this last pick, I'm going to stay true to my core, Final Fantasy. Yeah. Final Fantasy is... I mean, I literally just beat Final Fantasy X for the first time in my life because I got stuck at this one point when I was a kid and I didn't have multiple save datas. Rookie mistake. Don't tell me how I forgot that rookie mistake, but I fucked myself. I literally beat the game for the first time before I had my interview on Friday. And it's every time a new Final Fantasy game's coming out, I get super excited. I'm overjoyed. And uh, yeah, so Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy VII is the darling. But if I had to pick my favorite, Final Fantasy VIII is fantastic. The the dream to reality sequences that the fact that you could turn your you turn your school into a flying ship, like the entire school just started flying around the map. They had the card game in that was so much fun. They had the junctioning system where if you knew how to use the draw and junction system, you could make your characters OP from the rip and go to parts of the map that you were never supposed to be at. It was such a good game. I really loved Final Fantasy VIII. But that's how I'll round, round out my list. And then, as always, I'll have uh, fire honorable mentions, uh, which I probably should have picked, but I took Splinter Cell just about. And I saw him. I saw him slam his keyboard with his fist, and I was like, "Worth it! Worth every second of it, bro!" Because that Splinter Cell is his go-to. All right. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, Eric, going to give us your fifth and final tip. So I want to pick Mario Party because it's obviously one of the best games that's been left off. But I have to go with Red Dead Redemption too. You know, I never played Red Dead. Ne- neither did I. Really? I hear nothing but good things, but it sounds to me like it's Grand Theft Auto on a horse. 100%. All right. <laughs> yeah, and so I was just like, well, if I don't like Grand Theft Listen, Auto. Listen, I play I video games to escape this reality. So in reality, I would love to run around, steal cars, make a bunch of money, but I can't. So I do it in video games. No, I get that. In reality, I... Rather be able to draw fire from an animal than actually cast it at him later. <laughs> I also like that's the reason I prefer Halo over Call of Duty. Like shooting a grunt is much more satisfying than shooting 
a, a dude that is like wearing tactical ammo kits and super into guns. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with guns. I love them too, but like, dog, relax. You're not actually this guy in Call of Duty. Right. And then the other thing is, it's like The Rock. We complained about The Rock earlier. Call of Duty is oversaturated. So if 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 I'm picking, so I'll tell you this: Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, the original, is on my list. It's I think it's one of the greatest video games of all time. I never beat that one. That's the one that you told me the ending of, though, right? No, that's Ghosts. Ghosts is a garbage. <laughs> Ghosts is a garbage. Game. <laughs> okay, my bad. <laughs> Whoops. No, but like Modern Warfare, the original Modern Warfare Two was like the first game that I got into like online multiplayer. Ah, it's yes. to me, it's one of the best. But I have to take the entire COD series, and I just didn't want to do that. Well, Modern Warfare Two had what was it called? Rust. That small ass. Yeah, map Rust. That you would just murder each other. Right. That shit was so fun. One v one me on Rust. Let's do it. Oh, is, that, is, is that what you say to people? Yeah. One v one me on Rust. That was the shit talk. I always played Halo online, so I didn't, I didn't really know that. So this is the one that if I didn't take Splinter Cell to fuck with Eric, this is the one that I would have taken on my list that I actually liked. I actually preferred over Halo. Um, Gears of War. Fantastic game as well. So that's what I would have taken number one, but I told Eric I was gonna fuck with them, and so I took Splinter. So, <laughs> so it's a good one. I, I regret nothing. <laughs> yeah, this Bulls game is ridiculous. Vooch down the lane. All right, so my so my list: uh, Crash Bandicoot, Mario Kart, Halo, Madden, and Football Manager. Why don't you ever give them an order? Like, what are you doing to never have the order down? Do you have it just like on a list, like sporadically, and you just put a check mark next to it or something? Yeah, that's exactly what I do. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I was that's I was just like, there's got to be a way. He always says it not in order, so <laughs> I was like, some of, right. some of my uh, honorable mentions: Infamous. I don't the know fir- I the first that. one. Uh, MLB The Show, obviously, I already talked about it, and then Modern Warfare Two. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, Splinter Cell. Uh, well, I didn't, I'm not going with, I did go with uh, Splinter Cell, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. I already mentioned Ocarina of Time. Absolutely fire. Super Smash Bros. I said Ultimate, but Melee on GameCube. Was, no, Melee was, was Melee GameCube? And what was the one on Wii? Anyways, I don't remember. Uh, then I went with Uncharted, uh, partially to fuck with Nick. <laughs> and uh because it's a fantastic game and then i went with final fantasy shout out gears of war shout out last of us um man what there was another one i wanted to spotlight uh, i will i will spotlight two games that are coming out this month if you have a ps5 for one of them it's an exclusive uh and then if it might also be on the ps4 um and then another one that's coming out to all consoles that has George R. R. Martin <laughs> helping write. So uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Forbidden West is coming out end of this week. And then next week you have Elden Ring coming out. And I, do, it, I looked it up today and I don't think it's coming to Game Pass. So I will be buying that one. 
That's the one that uh, R.R. Martin helped, right? Yes, that's what I just said. Nice. Yeah, and then I always forget the guy, the actual video game creator who's making it. He's like super famous. Um, yeah, he he. <laughs> I'm gonna say this so wrong. Uh, someone can correct me at home. Uh, he Hidetaka Miyazaki. Oh, he's the one that did the um, the baby, the weird baby delivery one where you start over, right? I'm talking about with Norman Norman Reddick or whatever his name is. Well, uh, he did that one. You talking oh, about Death 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 Stranding? Yeah, I did not know he did that one. I'm looking it up right now. I don't know if he did that. One. I know he did Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Those are the ones I remember. I don't think he did Death Stranding. No, he didn't. No. Well, no. So Bloodborne and Dark Souls are the ones he's known for. There's a one I've heard of and I never played. It's called Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. And then he did Armored Core. A few titles on Armored Core. Um, no, that one sounds, but it sounds tight overall. So that's why I went in spotlight. All right, I guess you're listening. We'll wrap it up. Uh, so I went with Goldeneye, Grand Theft Auto, Duck Hunt, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. And Red Dead Redemption, honorable mentions, the Metal Gear franchise, Assassin's Creed, and uh, Max Payne. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Max Payne. Yeah, that's a great game. And Mario Party, right? And Mario Party. I think we all agree with that one. Mario yeah. Party is great. I have Mario Party and Eric, and I'm going to make Eric play. He's going to make you take L's. Huh. Hey! Quick fire. Bro, Max Payne. Talk about a fucking. Talk about you know that one needs to get remade, or not maybe not remade, but they need to make another one. a next gen one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was trying to go for. Thank you, appreciate you. And then um, you know you remember the game Army of Two? Yeah, yes, great game. Yeah, bro, I thought about that the other great day. Game. Yeah, it was like the first co op. It was like the first co op game that I can remember. It's the first like uniquely co op. Right. It's like. The, the built the mechanics around it was so good. It right. made you want to play with your friends. And but it was terrible single player, I'm going to be honest. It was, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, so the way I came up with the topic for today, Uncharted is coming out next week, and I was thinking about coming out this week. Uh, movies that were video games. They're all bad, though. <laughs> yeah, Max Payne, great game, absolute shit movie. So Uncharted is actually coming out this week, though, for the record. Comes, oh, out, this week. comes out this Thursday. Or you can see it this Thursday. Actual launch date is Friday. Um, yeah, so that wraps up our pop culture pick em. Let us know who won. Let us know what titles we missed. Let us know your top five. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and move on to the meat and potatoes of this show. Uh, the name of this episode is going to be the, the Year of Georgia. And, I mean – for a while there, Georgia was laughing stock, and it seems like they just needed the one. <laughs> they just needed the one. So uh Braves won the World Series, George Bulldogs won the Nationals, the Natty, and Matt Stafford, former George Bulldog quarterback, and uh Detroit Lions uh paraplegic. <laughs> won the Super Bowl this weekend. Um the the final score was 23-20. So the under hit 
the Bengals covered at plus four, which was the bet that this podcast loved. And I did think the Rams were going to win. So two of three there. Nick, take us through your bets that uh, you hit and you did not hit. All I right, know, so, so right, we talked about it already. Well, that was a crazy, that was a crazy bet. That one probably never would have hit. Uh, we talked about it. Jermaine and I both agreed the color of the Gatorade was going to be blue. Hell yeah, we nailed that one. You yes, guys, you guys hit that one. We hit that one. It's my favorite uh, bet. Let's go down the list. So three successful field goals. Samaj P. Ryan and Sony Michelle both to score a touchdown. That missed. Uh, the two team, uh, the the two touchdown parlay, Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford to get a touchdown. Matt Stafford was agonizingly close to cashing this bet. Bro, agonizingly close. I looked up and they were on the one, and I turned to Eric and I was just like, "Matt Stafford's gonna QB sneak this," and we were both like, "There's no way this bet cashes." Right. And then we cheered for it, and then Matt Stafford got zero. Stuff. Feet. Stuff. He got zero. No push. Feet. Nothing. <laughs> I was Tom Brady should retire and then just open a quarterback camp where all he does is teach them how to run the QBs. Right. I agree. You don't run it right behind the center. You find that little gap between the center and the guard and you squeeze in there. I just like how are people not watching his film? He's a QB sneak savant. <laughs> like it's uh, who will who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in his speech? I had Coach Cooper <laughs> Cup mentioned his teammates. Obviously, I only had Coach because it was plus seven fifty. Uh, Matt Stafford and Joe Burrow Super Bowl MVPs, both of those uh, lost. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals money line that one lost, uh, and the Gatorade color to be blue that one won. Uh, like Jermaine said, Cincinnati Bengals plus four. That one won over two and a half players to have a passing attempt <laughs> in the middle of the Super Bowl. Well, I got a call from these two gentlemen, and we were all going crazy on the phone because Joe, of Joe, Joe Mixon's touchdown pass. Bro, we should have doubled down and bet yep. where you had to throw a touchdown. Or no, it, it was just a passing pass. attempt. You should have had attempt. three players to throw a touchdown. Did you lose your mind when uh, they ran the play for Stafford and he just couldn't keep it? What do you they mean? They ran. They ran a play like the running back got it. Stafford rolled out, tossed it. It was just too high. That would have been the third player to throw a pass in the game for you. You didn't what see that. What do you mean? I got that was after the Joe Mixon one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, so I'd already hit. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And the Joe Mixon one came on a touchdown, so it was even better. I was freaking out during the play because I, I I thought that he had to complete the pass for some reason. Oh, it was just and, an attempt. And, yeah, so he threw it, and I was like, no! It's <laughs> like, now you got to complete that. Bro, so if you would have parlayed, it's too late to tell now, right. an attempt – completion and touchdown for three or more players oh dude i don't even know <laughs> mattress bag like money bro <laughs> right i don't even know uh and then my final two bets the coin toss to be tails uh Loser. lost it was heads it's because we let billy jean king flip it and the rams are uh, the first score of the game a rams touchdown plus 170 i hit that yeah you hit that 
man, OBJ first touchdown would have been a probably a pretty hefty bet to win. Right. So um, I was telling everyone leading up to it that whoever wins the coin toss loses the Super Bowl. Right. Eight years running now, we've had whichever team won the Super Bowl, uh, sorry, whichever team won the coin toss lost the Super Bowl, and the Bengals did it again. Yep. Starting with the Seahawks and their interception <laughs> against uh, the Patriots that will live in infamy. Uh, then you had the Panthers. Mm. The Panthers, they had their uh... – <laughs> I turned to my buddy watching the game after Vaughn Miller came around the side and disrupted Joe Burrow, and I was like, where have I seen this before? Where have I seen Vaughn Miller coming off the edge in the Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, that one must have hurt, bro. It hurt. It hurt a lot. And then you had Atlanta, infamous 28-3. to You had New England – uh, you know, when they lost to Philadelphia, you had Los Angeles when they lost to New England, you had San Francisco when they lost to Kansas City, and now, and then you had Kansas City when they lost to the Buccaneers. Unreal, that's crazy. That's unreal. Crazy. You know, oh, that's so crazy. <laughs> I tell everybody. So, next year, auto bet live. Right. Whoever whoever wins the coin toss, just bet live bet the other team, and it'll miss, <laughs> and it will miss because trends are meant to be broken. Right. All right. So, Eric, you got anything for Super Bowl? Uh, no, we covered it all. So, do we want to talk about the actual game, or do you want to just move on? Are we talking about how Aaron Donald got robbed of the MVP? In my opinion, I think Aaron Donald should have won it too. I'm just saying he made D play. He won that Super Bowl. <laughs> he won the Super Bowl. Not only that, the photo that came out after the Super Bowl of of the rest of the field that I didn't see, but Jamar Chase absolutely uh, snatching the soul of one Jalen Bartholomew Ramsey. Right. Like, like, bro, Aaron Donald had to make up for Jalen Ramsey all night long and right. did it. And, and did you it. see the clip that came out today about Sean McVay? So he calls Aaron Donald. He's like, yeah, Aaron Donald's gonna win this game for us. Like, come on, man, give the man damn I well, I'm always pro defense players. I think so. It, what's funny is every time a wide receiver wins, I think the defense player should have won it. Uh, Julian Edelman won. Stephon Gilmore should have won. Uh, Aaron Donald should have won this one, and um, obviously Cooper Cup won it. But nine for what was it? Nine for eighty six and two. I'm not really too upset after I looked at Cooper Cup. Uh, he was, yeah, eight for 92 and two touchdowns. Oh, wow. I wasn't even close. Not really good. I didn't really think those are MVP Super Bowl type numbers. Yeah. I, I was like, yo, Cooper, Cooper Cup disappointed on what Cooper Cup did this season. <laughs> That's because they didn't target him. Remember, remember through the third quarter and the announcers are like, I don't know how the Rams are going to come back from the OBJ and Tyler Higby injury. It's like, what do you mean? Target the guy you targeted all season. So I will say, I, I think the reason Cooper got it is because that offense went so like stagnant. And on that last drive, Stafford was just, where the fuck is Cup? Because they targeted it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, that no look pass, though. We do got a spot like that a little bit. Yeah. I know, I know it's being buried into the ground right now if you have any kind of social media. 
But Nick and I have been sending no-look passes from Matt Stafford for the last six years. Yeah, it's been years. It's been years. I have been a Matt Stafford truther, uh, often often confused with flat earther truthers. Right. And and now I no longer have to apologize. Right. Because, because now the world sees it. But, of course, they had to get Patrick Mahomes' reaction to it. Yeah, and, and then people are still like, oh, Patrick Mahomes does it better. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so – what? Stafford a Hall of Famer. Ooh. Oof. <laughs> yeah, if Eli's not a Hall of Famer, I don't know if Stafford's a Hall of Famer. What's his What's his career win loss? Well, dude, he was with the Lions. I think he had eight straight losing seasons. <laughs> it's because they fired Jim Caldwell. It's absolutely because they fired Jim Caldwell. Don't give me that. Ah, <laughs> don't we don't want that rat again? We I don't. just I just activated. I just activated the anger in Jermaine. It's just the <laughs> anger button in his head. So I am happy. Aaron Donald, one of my favorite players. I mean, I literally had a rant. Was it last episode where I was explaining how hard it is for a quarterback to win two, and how Aaron Donald's great and nobody's respecting him? So right. I'm glad. He, I'm glad he won one. I was really glad OBJ won one, and even more so after I saw him tear his ACL again, which was devastating. Right. Eric Weddle coming out of retirement and coaching his kids' peewee football league. And when have you seen that? When have you ever seen that? I don't know. But if Sean Payton got a movie with Kevin James, we can get Kevin James to play Eric Weddle and make this movie. He tore tore a peck. He tore his peck. Eric Weddle did. When? In the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl? Tore his peck, had to get the little shoulder thing on it. And he was like, and in in the interview after the game, he said, "Yeah, I'm definitely re-retiring." <laughs> That's it, bro. I'm going out. So cash your bets in for Eric Weddle unretiring and re-retiring. So here's my question to you: Can we parlay Eric Weddle retirement, Aaron Donald retirement, OBJ retirement, and Sean McVay retirement all at once? You think they're all retiring? Well, there's well, OBJ. I mean. Another ACL. I mean, he's 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 got to be done at this point, right? Yeah, he just won the Super Bowl. He proved he's still phenomenal at football, which I never doubted. Um, Aaron Donald was openly talking about how if he won this Super Bowl, he would retire. Like, they opened the Super Bowl, the right. start of the Super Bowl with that. Just casually dropped that bomb on my head, and I was shook for the rest of the Super Bowl. I low-key wanted the Bengals to lose because I didn't want Aaron Donald to retire. Uh, sorry, the Bengals to win. And then Sean McVay had to come out and reassure that he's committed to this team for 2022. And now there's rumors again that he might walk away. I don't, I, I don't understand those. He's 36. He's the youngest coach to ever win the Super Bowl. I turn to Eric and correct me if I'm wrong, but that record's never going to be broken. No, never. No. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Because you, you look at how many guys they're 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 sending to the Super Bowl now, like like coaches that are getting to the Super Bowl, or like I guess young coaches who aren't really that good. I mean, how old is Zach Taylor? Zach Taylor's older than him, right? He's 38. 38. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I don't I don't see it getting broken. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't think it gets broken either. That's so crazy that that – the crazy thing is is he's played – he's played, he's coached two Super Bowls already. Right. 
right? So it, two in the last four years, I believe. So because it was Kansas City, it was uh, no, I don't remember. No, New England. Kansas City won, right? So oh, Buccaneers won. Kansas right. City won, and then New England beat the Rams. So it was two in the last four years. Right. Bro, he made two. So if he would have won four years ago, he would have been 32 years old. Right. He's he's now 44 and one all time when leading at halftime. No, and no. five and oh in the postseason. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say it's 50 and one. Right. That's wild. Incredible. It's wild. And you want to know the one loss? It was this year, wasn't it? When the Niners came back. Week 18, the San yep. Francisco 49ers needed to lose and the Saints needed to win to make the playoffs. Right. <laughs> yep. and, there, and his one loss at halftime. I fucking hate Sean McVay. Speaking of Saints players. <laughs> speaking of Saints players. Have you ever seen Official Twitter accounts <laughs> bag anyone so much like Eli Apple is getting bagged for that game. I don't I don't understand what's happening. He is getting dragged by every NFL. I mean, and yeah, any NFL player possible. It's insane. I don't understand. It's like they collectively united. They the the these players have united more to shit on Eli Apple than to get a positive collective bargaining agreement. Right. So it started with I understandably it started with Miko Hardeman and Tyreek Hill, which I understand because there was back and forth between them, right? Right. But then it was like Lamar Jackson was retweeting Hollywood Brown bagging Eli Apple. Then the Saints are bagging Eli Apple. Chauncey Gardner Johnson back Eli Apple, <laughs> right. and he's a defensive back. Michael Thomas tweets Eli gonna Eli. Um, <laughs> I mean, he played for the Saints. Right. Here's the thing: he talks shit about OBJ, and I. This is what I was trying to figure out with Eric if Eli Apple was the person covering OBJ when he scored, but we we think we determined he wasn't. He was not. No, he was he, not. He was not. But he was covering Cooper Cup on the game winning touchdown. Right. And so he was talking shit about OBJ. Like he knows his tendencies. He's going to shut him down. Let me at him. And then OBJ was on his way to completely. He, OBJ would have had almost 200 yards. Yeah, two catches, Change. 56 yards, and a touchdown. Changed my mind. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's other. There's a, who did they? Oh, Eli Apple beat. Tyreek Hill, and that's where it started. Yeah, that's right. right. I think the only other time I've seen somebody get bagged this hard was Pete Carroll for the pass instead of the run. Oh, that's a good that's Yeah, a good. but not – I mean, that's just from the Twitterverse in general. These are like yeah. verified player accounts. They're like, Eli Apple, you suck. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think I've – and it's just like everybody's retwe retweeting it. Like – did you see what Apple did? No. App Apple, the billion dollar, sorry, the trillion dollar electronics company, right, sent a cease and desist letter to Eli Apple for him to use Apple as his last name. I mean, you listen. Sometimes you put interns in jobs and they actually do their job. Eric, can you be more like the interns at Apple? <laughs> I got you. 
<laughs> All right. That's amazing. Just, just to clarify, I made that whole thing up. Right. <laughs> like that's not real. So right. for people listening at home, do not regurgitate these facts to people. <laughs> so I, I, I said this pre-show, Jermaine. Mm-hmm. I saw a meme, so I can't take credit for it. But I saw a meme that said Eli Apple is just Tavon Diggs without hands. It's, well, it's Trayvon. Trayvon. <laughs> Dude, I almost fell out my chair when you told me that. Because it's the most accurate thing I've heard. Did you see the Valentine's Day cards on NFL memes uh, underscore IG? No, uh-uh. Uh, shout out NFL memes. Uh, great content. Uh, they do the Valentine's Day cards every year, right? Right. One of them this year was – oh, man, now nah, I got to look it up. Let me get this right. Let me get this fucking – there was one for Trayvon Diggs with a fine print that says, <laughs> oh, good Lord. Give me one sec. <laughs> oh, man. They had one about 50 cent hanging upside. Oh, I'll intercept your heart. And then there's parentheses underneath it. And I'll give up 125 yards in the process. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, dude, there's there again. They're always good. Carson Wentz, are you a hundred and twenty-eight million dollar contract? Because I don't deserve you. Roses are red. Last name is Kittle. What I'm packing downstairs is anything but little. <laughs> <laughs> dude, every year those Valentine's Day cards get me. They had an Alvin Kamara one. Uh, he, I'd fight for you. <laughs> I'd fight for you. Yeah. Okay, so. I, you, anything else? You guys want anything else from this Super Bowl? I don't think so. No. Okay. Does oh, you know who the other person was for that retiring parlay? Andrew Whitworth. Oh yeah. What is he like? Forty-one playing left tackle. <laughs> yeah, he's forty. Yeah. Jeez. Forty playing left tackle and not allowing a lot of sacks. <laughs> That's wild. He's better than Carolina's whole offensive line. I, uh, literally, I'd take Andrew Whitworth and nobody else. Uh, Andrew Whitworth combined. Yeah. yeah, wait. Andrew Whitworth versus Carolina's line combined. <laughs> no, I'm literally taking like we can like have an a, like an equipment manager snap the ball to Sam Darnold and just put Whitworth <laughs> at left tackle and he'll be a better offensive lineman, Carolina. All right, so Eric has a topic for us. He wants us to go through way too early Super Bowl futures, as we mentioned pre-show. Um, ideally, he has these futures pulled up. And he can walk us through it. Eric, you got those? Yeah, I do. Um, so, how do you guys want to do it? You want us to give me the top 10 odds, 10 5 odds? Uh, how do you want to do this, Nick? Just best odds, or do you? I got my pick. Yeah, <laughs> I know you it. have. I know you have your pick, and you can explain why. But yeah, go ahead and just give us the stop at 2,500. Okay. So we got the favorites are the Bills at plus 700. Chiefs plus 700, Rams plus 900, Bengals plus 1,000, 49ers plus 1,400, Packers plus 1,500, the Cowgirls plus 1,600, Broncos plus 1,800, Ravens plus 2,000, Bucks plus 2,200, Titans plus 2,200, and then we have four people tied at plus 25, Cards, Colts, Chargers, and the Patriots. All right, Nick. Let's go with you first. 
So this team that I'm going to pick has the fourth most cap space in the NFL. Their most uh, notable free agent is the cornerback that we've just talked about getting literally burnt for his job. So I'm not very concerned that they uh, will, won't be able to replace him. Uh, and they were just the team that played in the Super Bowl and lost. And that's the Cincinnati Bengals plus 1,400. I'll take them on my way to early Super Bowl <laughs> prediction. And they, they lost, and this is surely not Joe Burrow's last Super Bowl. This certainly can't be. Joe Burrow is not Dan Marino, everybody. I was so annoyed with that tweet, bro. <laughs> uh, anyways, Eric, who do you got? Um, given that there's a lot of issues with quarterback shuffling, and I'm a diehard fan, I'm going to take the Eagles at plus 4,000. <laughs> I don't root for anybody else. You don't even root for them. Well, because they suck ass. <laughs> this is a fucking ridiculousness in that whole thing. This man would rather flush money away than make a winning bet. He said, nah, only Eagles. Um, I don't know. There's some fascinating numbers here. Like, why are the Broncos at plus 1,800 if the Packers are at plus 1,500? Vegas knows something. Do the... Yeah, so if Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers, the Packers are not plus 1,500 to win the Super Bowl. Right. They couldn't even do it with Aaron Rodgers. Like, what? Um, The Rams at 900 makes sense. They just won. Right. But did you not just hear the names I've said are going to retire from that team? Yeah. And then they don't have any picks. What cheap talent are they getting to replace these people? They were so decimated at safety, they got Eric Weddle to come tear a peck for them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. This is so fascinating. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna look down this list and, and take a team that just completely dropped the ball this year. And at plus 2200. I think they have a route to get back. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans. Plus 2,200. I think Ryan Tannehill had a bad game. Everyone knows as much as I'm a Matt Stafford truther, I'm a Ryan Tannehill truther. Get this man a tight end. Do you not realize where his success came from? John Smith over the middle when shit fell apart, bailed out Matt um, Ryan Tannehill. I almost called him Matt Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Matt Ryan Tannehill. If he has another playoff game like the one he just had, it's we can Matt Ryan Tannehill. It's yeah. Matt Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> it's Matt Ryan's playing in both conferences. Um, I, but I'm banking on Derrick Henry coming back. Obviously, Julio Jones is the shell of himself. But I like that defense. Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and AJ Brown. If they can add a few offensive pieces, I think they can do it. What's up, B? Uh, so I'm, there's a lot that's going to go into this, and it's plus 4,000. But with the new head coach and what he did in San Francisco, that defense, Tua being as accurate as he is, I could see the Dolphins making some noise next year. So you think after two winning seasons, they're going to have a third winning season and actually make the playoffs this time? I hope so. And win the Super Bowl? I hope so. <laughs> 
<laughs> do you hope so? Because you bet it. <laughs> All right. So Eric uh, finally picked another one, and he wanted to get the most audacious odds on this list right. again. He's like sticking to four thousand. Which one can I pick? Um, Steelers at four thousand is fascinating. Just because. Mike Tomlin. <laughs> right. And the other one that I legitimately think is fascinating is the Ravens at plus 2,000. If the Ravens can get healthy. I mean, everyone on that team was hurt. Devontae Freeman was relevant because the, the Ravens were that hurt. So I think the Ravens plus 2,000, that's a fun bet as well. Everyone else is... Yeah, I mean, Bills and Chiefs, obviously, at plus 700. You can get them plus money, but where's the fun in that? Yeah. Come make on. it make an actual good pick. Yeah, if it ain't four digits, I don't want to hear it. And then how often does the favorite this early win? That'd be a fun stat to look up, Eric. Oh, that would be fun, but I don't – how would we even? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I let Eric handle it. I know going into it, last, this year was the Bucks and Chiefs were one and two. I don't know what the exact odds are, but we talked about it. Um, That's right. Bucks and Chiefs were the favorites. Yeah. And then look at that. We had Bengals-Rams in the Super Bowl. Well, this was the first time in, what, six years that a one seed uh, or a team with a bye didn't make the, the Super Bowl? Because it was one seeds up until then. Correct. Yeah, this was the first year. So so are you this – this, you. this is the first year in the last ten years that a team – uh, lower than four made the Super Bowl. Four or lower, like four or lower, yeah, including four. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, that's the side I was looking for. So let me ask you this: Now that we've had this postseason, are you a fan of seven playoff teams in each conference? No. Uh, Eric, you want to answer? <laughs> uh. Yes, because it makes fighting for the number one more interesting. Okay. So we got a no and a yes. Well, so you think the one seed is more interesting all year. And what do you think, Nick? I why, think why, I think, why are you saying no? I think the format works better. Have four teams play in wildcard weekend. If, if you're going to do this, make everybody play. Make everybody play. Make it eight seeds and make everybody play. Right? But the six seeds is like the cream of the crop normally, except we have years where like Carolina sneaks in at like seven and eight. But that rarely happens. That happens like once every four years. No, that happens in the NFC East usually. Right. But they're normally eliminated the first weekend anyway. Yeah, exactly. I say the first two teams get seeds and then four teams play in wildcard weekend. That's I just like that format. Okay. Maybe it's maybe it's because it's a format I grew up with. Maybe it's a format I know. I just like it. Yeah, you don't like change. <laughs> don't like change. Voted for Obama. Don't like change. <laughs> um, that's a funny fucking sentence. <laughs> um, man, I really don't. I don't have an opinion. Either. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I really don't have an opinion. I I just because like. Everyone knows by the week, the two weeks before Thanksgiving, I am over football. And right. so adding <laughs> adding more playoff games wasn't the answer for me. There was 
all the games that people loved, I thought was boring for huge stretches. And so, you know, I don't know. So I want to see another season with seven. And then I'll probably end up where Nick is. <laughs> I just I just hate the additional week plus seven. It seems like they're just trying to cram football down our throats. Yeah, and I already like Thursday football is awful. Right. And if you're gonna if you want an, another day of football, do a Tuesday game. Just three Ooh, day three little, days in a row. Three days in a row. Do a Tuesday game like the NFL is uh, going to have to fight the Mid-American Conference for that day. That's Maction Day. Oh, I think they won. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I, I also, I also in this seven-game format, I, I expressed it when we did the pod on it. I hate Monday Night Football games in the playoffs. Yeah, that's it's so an abomination. That's so funny. You love Saturday games, but you hate. Monday I love Saturday games because it because it used to be. Before the NFL did all this dumb stuff with Thursday and Saturday games, it used to be we would get in the playoffs and that would be our first. We'd get a weekend of football, like end of, of NFL football. And I used to love it. Now it's just kind of – now I just don't want Monday night football in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, now, now you're like, I don't want a third day. <laughs> right. I want a third day of football. I have to go back to work. <laughs> I can't get drunk for a third day in a row. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Be professional and do that. And what do they say? Excuses? Excuses ruin right. lives? Excuses are like assholes. <laughs> uh, weren't you the one who sent me that video? Excuses yeah. Excuses ruin lives? Yeah. I can't drink tonight. I have to work tomorrow. That's an excuse. <laughs> That's an excuse. Um, all right. So we did way too early Super Bowl picks. Uh, let's move into uh, NBA trade deadline, and we'll wrap up with UCL odds. Uh, NBA trade deadline. Eric, you have the trades that went down? I'm pulling them up. Oh, damn. He was doing great today, too. All right. So trade deadline happened this weekend. Eric only purely wants to talk about this topic because of his team being involved in the, the, like the Ohio State, like the University of Texas at Austin Longhorns. Uh, Philadelphia made a trade with James Harden. And well, not with James Harden, <laughs> that would be hysterical. But we had a Philadelphia Brooklyn exchange of superstar talent. Jury is still out on who won this pick, who won this battle. But 76ers received James Harden and Paul Millsap, two former all stars. Nets get Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first round picks one that conveys this year and one that conveys in 2027. Um, and that that was the trade. What are your thoughts on this trade? Me or Nick? Oh, and somebody's anybody can answer. <laughs> Eric. Uh, so as a Sixers, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Eric. Initial reaction to hearing that news. Go ahead, give it to us live. Fuck yeah, motherfucker! <laughs> but well, Eric, this is a family podcast. Can you keep the language down, right, please? Sorry, children. We're anyway. talking to tens and tens of people. Listen, I want to see my team win a championship. We have a window right now with Joel Embiid playing MVP ball. Making a move for a guy who closed games is an excellent choice. We did give up a lot, but we have a small window. So I'm extremely excited. 
but we have two years to win a championship. If we don't win a champ in those two years, it's a failed trade. Because Ben Simmons with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant is scary. Because he doesn't need to score. He doesn't even think about scoring. He just facilitates to two of the most elite scorers in the history of this game. So time will tell. And like I said, I'm excited. I hope we win so I can finally get this tattoo. But we'll see. (laughs) All right, Nick. Initial thoughts. Um, we love storylines on this podcast. I think Eric covered covered all the all the ins and outs of the trade. I'll just make my bold prediction for this: the Eastern Conference Finals will be Brooklyn Nets seventy sixers. I don't care that Brooklyn's on an eleven game losing streak right now. I don't care all this. This has ways of working out in just that weird way that the Eastern Conference Finals or somewhere in the playoffs, it will be seventy sixers Nets. That that will be a game that's played or a, a series that's played. You know I love me some stories. So here's the thing: Embiid used to punk Drummond when Drummond was on the Detroit Pistons, and it was a notorious uh, beef in the NBA. Now that's back because Drummond <laughs> Drummond was on that team. Now that's back, but it's on the Nets. It's even better. You, you know, KD. Versus James Harden, Kyrie or Ben Simmons, you know, which one of them is more fragile? <laughs> yeah, which, which, whose ego will get shattered first? And the story writes itself, Brooklyn versus Philly. If it's not a seven-game series, I'm writing a stern letter to Adam Silver. Hit the Buffalo Wild Wings button, bro. Right, right. I'm writing a stern letter to the simulation. <laughs> Dear Architects, <laughs> you're malevolent overlords. Uh, I do want to bring up one thing real quick. Okay, nope. So I like, I, I appreciate the support Nick Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, that wasn't so. I didn't say the Sixers were going to win. No, no, whatever. But what I'm saying is, the media, our friend group, everybody needs to calm down. Okay, this isn't Shaq and Kobe Part Two. The they the never played the Sixers. Still exists. They won the championship last year. They have the best trio on both sides of the ball. So let's see what happens. But let's everybody just so quick to jump and crown, and it's it's got to be earned. Right, is this well, part let's of that? Get, is this, is let's this, get on the phone. Google how to reverse seventy six championship threat. <laughs> uh, th- this is a classic goat talk. It's in a generation that is obsessed with crowning goats. In, in infancy, for whatever reason. Yeah, somebody compared Embiid and Harden, who have not played a game together, <laughs> for the record, to Kobe and Shaq. And then I, I made that 100%. <laughs> and then I made the wisecrack, and I was like, is Harden Shaq because of the weight issues? <laughs> 100%. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll go through some of the other trades real quick, get Eric's opinion on them. So Mavericks get Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans for Kristoff Porzingis in the 2022 pick. What do you got, Eric? Uh, getting out of the Kristoff Porzingis nightmare is great for the Mavericks. And the thought of losing Brunson, um, bringing in Spencer Dinwiddie in case Brunson leaves – I think it's a solid trade for the Mavericks. Wizards, who the fuck knows? Chris Epps is is washed. 
Uh, I think I echo everything that Eric said just to spotlight even more. Luca was so relieved to have Kristoff's office team. He dropped a 51-point game. <laughs> so the very next game he played after Kristoff's got traded, he scored 51 points. If that's not the man who was relieved that that man's gone, I don't know what to tell you. There was word that they weren't even speaking to each other at times. So that's usually never a good thing. Um, you know, we had a bunch of smaller trades just to spotlight some of the players who got moved. Derek White went to the Celtics. Josh Richardson to the Spurs. Serge Ibaka went to the Bucks, which I thought was a great pickup. Wanted the Bulls to snag him. Um, and Marvin Bagley went to the Pistons, which – of these trades, I thought that was the sneakiest one because that's a buy low from Detroit. They shipped off a, a second round pick and and players, or oh, two second round picks and players that weren't even playing for him. You know, Josh Jackson hasn't done anything for him. So now they roll the dice on Marvin Bagley. We'll see what happens. And this is a great trade for the Hornets. They were getting no production from the front line. They snagged Montrezl Harrell from the Wizards. For a second round pick and two, uh, you know, bench warmers. Uh, I think there was a lot of good trades. Lakers, Knicks. Well, no, not Knicks. Lakers. Uh, who else didn't make a trade? Lakers. I know Bulls didn't make a trade. Well, there was eight teams who didn't make a trade, but there was a, there was another big team that didn't make a trade. There's two big trades. Tyrese Halliburton going to the Pacers and CJ McCollum. Going to the Pelican. Oh, that didn't happen on the last day. That's right. I already forgot about those trades. I, look. Oh, <laughs> the Rick Slover going to Cleveland, which Cleveland's going to be a nightmare for anybody in the playoffs. Yeah, so these were some of the early trades that happened before the final trade deadline day, which actually had some of the better trades of, of the, the season. So on the 13th, Cam Reddish went to the Knicks. I thought that was a great pickup for them. They needed that wing position. The Clippers got Norman Powell, Robert, Robert Covington for nobody in one second-round pick. I thought that was a great trade until Eric told me that Norman Powell broke his foot today. <laughs> and, then, and here's something I didn't know you could do. I didn't know you could trade injured players. Uh, it broke my brain when this happened, but the Pacers traded for Ricky Rubio, who tore his ACL. They got a first round pick this year and then two seconds. And they received Car the Cavaliers got Karis Levert, which makes that lineup scary. <laughs> and then, I, thought, I thought every video game ever said you can't trade injured players. Every sports video game wouldn't let me trade injured players. See, I, I thought the same thing. And we had two players. Joe Eagles is broken and he got traded. Yeah, Joe Eagles tore his ACL. Ricky Rubio's broken. He got traded. So I'm not the only one, right? No. <laughs> I was like, I thought a, I thought a fundamental part of a trade was the physical. <laughs> That's what I was saying, bro. That's, I'm so blown away. I'm not even arguing it. Two trades happened, right? And then James Harden has the hamstring issue. So, well, to be fair, everybody thought he was faking it. <laughs> yeah, everyone did think he was faking it. Yeah, dude. So I have no clue what's happening, dude. But. When I saw a player with an ACL tear get traded, I was blown away. <laughs> so so that, was he. He had to hobble onto the plane. <laughs> yeah, he was like, damn, I ain't even out the wheelchair yet. <laughs> so then, then you had C.J. McCollum. The Blazers traded C.J. McCollum. They traded Norman Powell. They traded Robert Covington, who they traded two first-round picks for. I think it was the year prior, uh, or it was the bubble year. Um, 
I have no clue what the Blazers are doing, and and Dame Lillard still wants to play there. They're building a winner. <laughs> if you say they're, so, that building around Dame. Trust the process. That look, they got one first. They got one first round pick protected, right? And then they got a second round, two second round picks in in the in the uh, 26, 2026 and twenty twenty seven. Like what? And then the Heck other, tra- yeah. <laughs> it's just like, building how are you for the future? How are you building around Dame? They traded Norman Powell and Robert Covington, who I mentioned they traded two first round picks for. They got no first round picks for that trade. They got one second round pick and three players who won't be on that roster. Hell yeah. That's GM. <laughs> Dog, I was so <laughs> mad at Portland. This like biggest loser trailblazers. Well, my biggest loser is Damian Lillard. What's up? I think the writing's on the wall, man. They're, they're, he's saying the right things because he's a good dude, but they're going to sit down with him. They're going to say, where do you want to go? And he's going to get moved. Where yeah. does, Okay, well, now that you brought that up, where do you think he goes then? Honestly, I don't know. We got to see what happens. Eric, you're doing fantastic city. this episode, by the way. Wait, <laughs> good, good professional segue. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, I don't know. Uh, we have to see how the market – plays out and who wins the championship, but I can see him in up in New York as a Nick. Ooh, Dame Ooh. to the Knicks. Dame time to the Knicks. Ooh. I don't know. I don't necessarily hate that. It's Dame time at the Garden? Here's what I want. I want Dame Lillard to be traded to the Miami Heat for Tyler Hero. It's wow. always Dame time in South it's Beach. I mean, look, it's obviously Tyler Hero plus pieces. Like, let's not be ridiculous here. Like, we just straight yeah, up. We're not just doing straight up. Straight up. Although Tyler Hero is coming for six man of the year this year, he is balling. I give him his. I give him some shine. And shout MVP. Out, shout, shout out Tyler Hero. No, don't listen to Nick. Not MVP. I just um, want to see if Bavada will honor my ten, my hundred thousand to one bet I made. <laughs> If he wins, they have to pay, right? They have to pay it out. They it's in the contract. To. They have to. And then, so the last one that Eric mentioned before we move on to UCLA, uh, not UCLA, UCL, <laughs> UCLA, um, Tyrese Halliburton in a move that broke players, GMs, coaches, and media alike. The Pacers traded for Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hield, and Tristan Thompson. They sent DeMontes, Sabonis, Justin Holliday, and Jeremy Lamb, plus a 2023 second-round pick. Um, That kid, Tyrese Halliburton, is nice. And the fact that you could have packaged him, Buddy Heald, and Marvin Bagley and gotten Ben Simmons. So I want to talk about that. Because they were holding out. They didn't want to trade <laughs> Philly because Daryl Morey was – was was asking for everything, right? If they would have just held out for one more day to the deadline, the the Nets took us to the house, man. They got two first round picks. They the Kings should have just held out. The Kings should have played ball. Ben Simmons is younger. Yo, Ben Simmons going going to the desert that is Sacramento would just be fitting, wouldn't it? Uh, honestly, that's another reason why I wanted to see 
that, that just would send just... him to the desert with the worst managed team <laughs> in the NBA. Nick's favorite player got traded there, Demontis Sabonis. Yeah, he's not a he's not a real person. Why do people keep trading this NFT? <laughs> It has no value. It has no value. <laughs> Copy, save as. And then uh, last thing, I just want to spotlight. Eric keeps trying to tell me that James Jones is one of the best GMs in the league, but he actually traded a first-round pick that they selected. What was his name? Uh, Jalen Smith. They selected him in the first round. They added him and a second-round pick and traded for a player the Suns had on their roster last year. <laughs> like they traded for it's <laughs> good he's a rostered player that's good nba time <laughs> i was like eric that's not a good move bro. time you, and service you had him already what are you doing they wanted him back come back <laughs> overlook all the other shit james jones he didn't what else what else did he do brought in chris paul and he didn't overpay deandre that's two check marks. He had that's that's it. That uh, by the way, that's all. <laughs> that's it. That, that's it. <laughs> all right. So that's enough with the NBA trade deadline. Like I said at the beginning, I apologize for telling you it wasn't going to be lit. It was actually extremely lit, like a lamp. It was litty an, poo on, pants, as the kids on say. a nightstand. With that being said, Eric, take us to UCL. All right. So it's going to start this Tuesday. And we're going to run through some odds here. Uh, so for the outright winner, we have the favorites being Manchester City at plus 250. Second, Bayern Munich plus 375. Third, Liverpool plus 500. Chelsea at plus 800. Paris Saint-Germain at plus 900. That's, that's me, baby. And... Surprisingly, Ajax at plus 1,400. That's a fun one. Sitting above Real Madrid at plus 1,600. Man U at plus 2,000. And Juventus at plus 2,500. The rest I'm not going to go through because they're not going to fucking Stop saying it, Juventus. Juventus? It's Juventus. Whatever, bro. Jesus Christ. I already went. You know why I'm angry? Because 30 episodes ago, I went through this argument with Jermaine, and we settled it then, damn it. It's not Juventus. I'm going to call Juventus. Juventus. Juventus from here on they out. Always call, they always call it Juve. No, they don't. Juve. They call it they call Juve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's U- it's Juventus. Okay. <laughs> Guess me and the entire country of Italy are wrong. Yeah. When has Italy ever been right? Wait, is Nick shaming us for our ethnicity and how we pronounce J's? No, yes. he's, he's shaming us for pronouncing Juventus wrong. Yeah. Not because we're Hispanic. Right. Don't be don't be a Twitter sensitive Nazi. Aren't, hold on. Aren't you Italian? <laughs> You're self-proclaimed Italian. This is where I part. This is I uh, yeah, it's like you being like, this is a, a Napoli. All right, so I don't know why I don't know why Eric spotlighted Ajax over Real Man U and Juventus. Uh, just <laughs> big big name clubs. That uh, even though they, even though they were ahead of ten other teams, so uh, you know we'll just name those teams because Eric's spiteful. Uh, he's mad because Chelsea won't do it this year. They won't get lucky. 
Uh, and obviously, Man City, the favorite, they're not winning. They already got lucky. They got LOSC in the first round. They're they're not winning. Man City's not winning the tournament, right? Oh no, no, I'm saying Chelsea, Chelsea got, got lucky already. Yeah. Yes, that yeah, they'll get lucky and then they'll choke. No, Man City is not winning. E- and and I'll actually kick off. Thank you, Jermaine. I'll kick off with my first bet. I think Sporting wins. Man City has played awful on the road. Oh, you're talking about the that matchup. Oh, I'm talking round of. Oh yeah, no, Sporting does not win the whole thing. No, bro. I, I mean, if if they do, if they do, everybody come back to episode 97 and remember when I told you that Sporting Lisbon's going to win the whole thing. But for right oh, now, man, I'm not I was telling dead you quiet. That, no. I was. I was wondering why I was like, damn, I didn't think Sporting. I mean, they are plus 900 to win. Um, all right. Well, here, real quick, before I go into that. Uh, oh no, they do play tomorrow. So Sporting. Uh, now plus seven seventy five to win tomorrow. So I got a little bit of plus money there. Man, Man City plays awful on the road. Even I, I get that like you can't really use the last game once a team qualifies in the Champions League because they put their subs in and just to get Champions League experience. But Man City lost two nothing at the beginning and then lost two one away from home. Yeah, they whooped up on. Whoever they played, that they beat five one. I probably could look it up, or Eric could look it up. But the the key fact is that they're not they're they're not that good away from home or on the road, and they're overhyped, like Jermaine is saying. Meanwhile, yeah. Sporting at home has won four zero and three one. They've dominated teams at home. If you're not comfortable with putting money on sporting, like the straight-up money line, put it on a draw, no bet. Because this game could go for a draw. The game right now for draw is plus 400. That's good money. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The other game, let's see. uh, The other game that goes on tomorrow, PSG and Real. PSG is even even money right now. I, I have no bets in this game. There's, okay. there's there's nothing that I like in this game. I, I think Real has been fantastic on the road. They have not allowed a goal on the road yet uh, in the Champions League so far. They've won 1-0, 5-0, and 3-0. However, on the road? On the road, yep. However, PSG is also unbeaten at home, winning 2-0, 3-2, and 4-1. If I had to pick, I mean, Real Madrid's plus 250. If you're going to put a gun to my head, that looks like a pretty good bet. Also, both teams to score. I haven't really seen that bet, but. Okay. Who else plays this week? All right. So that's tomorrow. Then we go to the Wednesday games. We have FC Sal- or Bayern Munich traveling into FC Salzburg. Um, I-, I-, I know it's shocking, but I'm not going to pick a winner here. I think draw? I think Byron wins, but I'm There's not. Juice. But I yeah, I mean the minus two fifty is good. I'm just not confident enough to play them in my parlay. So I do have a four team parlay, right? Liverpool, Chelsea, Ajax, and Manchester United. Which it's gonna 
blow up because Manchester United. But you haven't learned yet. I haven't learned yet. Well, they're they're good. They fired Ole. But Salzburg is the same is the same thing that I just said for PSG. Salzburg at home this year, two one, three one, one zero in the Champions League. Obviously, Bayern on the road, three zero, four zero, two to one. But Bayern has not been playing well in the Bundesliga, and I'm I'm not really I'm not really ready to bet them right now. I think they're going to win, but I'm not ready to bet them. Then the other game, uh, Inter Milan and Liverpool. This is actually a game that I like a lot. Like I said, Liverpool. If you don't want to bet them in that parlay, that that fourteen parlay I said uh, is plus sixteen hundred. Uh, right now Liverpool is plus one fifteen uh, on the money line straight up. Uh, I think both Liverpool allows a lot of goals, but they score a lot of goals. So both teams to score, and right now it's the uh, the over. If you take over three goals, it's plus money. Oh wow! I think, and this is this is in Milan. This is in Milan, correct? I also like plus plus seven twenty five correct score of this game. Liverpool wins two one. Okay, so that puts you over the three goals, right? Uh, that'll be so. That's that's Wednesday. Then we move into next week, the twenty second and the twenty third. Uh, Chelsea play uh, LOSC. Uh, Chelsea minus minus two eighty on the money line right now. I think Chelsea wins to nil. When I got it, Chelsea to win to nil uh, is plus one hundred five. Chelsea in the Champions League so far one zero four zero, and and two times four zero. Uh, LOSC has not proved that they can score goals, and I don't think they can against Chelsea. Um. Then we have uh, Villarreal and Juventus. Uh, right now, Villarreal is the favorite at plus 165. Eric, can you look up if something is wrong with Juventus? Is somebody injured on Juventus? I don't see why Villarreal would be favored over Juventus. It's because Weston McKinney's hurt, bro. Oh, maybe. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're freaking out about Juventus losing 4-0. In their last road game in the Champions League. In the Champions League? In the Champions League, yeah. Juventus was in a group with Man City, right? I don't remember. Let me look it up. Nope. They were in... uh, Juventus is... is, Chelsea's group. They got beat by Chelsea. mediocre season in Serie A. And they just had a fire set up. They sold four players. Oh. So, Juventus sucks this year in club play, and they trade – they're not traded. They sold four players. Right, but Villarreal, 2-2 so far in the Champions League. If you you look at their home games so far, which they should do pretty well. Oh, geez. This, like, just crapped the bed. Hold on. Let me pull this group back up. It gave me, like, the big logos. That was weird. Oh, give it to me again. Super. Um, Villarreal, 2-2 draw, right? 2-0 home win, and then they lost to Manchester United 2-0 at home. Well, yeah, I, of course. It's United. Well, that's United away. <laughs> I just I just don't have faith in Villarreal to win this, to, to win it that – like, I, I get that, like, plus 165 is not good. The draw is plus 205. 
I would I would take the draw plus two hundred five on here, to be honest. And one sixty five is uh, Juventus. Uh, one eighty is Juventus. One sixty five is Villarreal. Correct. Plus. Oh, that's a fun bet. All right. Yeah. I mean, I get that. Is that was that the last of all those all the games, or do you have a few more? Uh, that was not on the twenty third. Athletic uh, Manchester United travels into travels into Atletico Madrid. Uh, Atletico Madrid plus one fifty, Manchester United plus one ninety five, uh, and then uh, Benfica is at home facing Ajax. Ajax plus one hundred five. Uh, in Ajax gives up. Ajax obviously dominates their opponents. 5-1, 3-1, and 2-1 on the road so far. But both teams to score because Benefica can score goals as well. Okay. And then, Eric, would you like to tell people about your dream? Yes. So the other night, I had a dream that the UCL final, barring good luck in the draw, would be Liverpool versus Bayern Munich. And I think it's the two best teams in soccer right now. Yeah, you're muted, Nick. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Eric, if you want to go over, your dream is actually the third most likely uh, Champions League final. So take us through uh, the other ones. So for the finalists, best odds, Bayern, Man City at plus 600, Liverpool, Man City at plus 800, Bayern, Liverpool at plus 900, Bayern, Chelsea at plus 1,000, Chelsea, Man City at plus a thousand, and Man City, PSG at plus fourteen hundred. Bet Eric's dream, people. That's what we do. We're a betting podcast. We all have <laughs> dreams. One thing you didn't talk about, and since this is a podcast that loves storylines, the matchup between PSG and Real and Mbappe's future. He doesn't want to come out there and beat up on Real if he's trying to sign with them in the summer. You think he's trying to sign with them in the summer? He's been talking about it for three, four years at this point. So his dad's always saying that's where he wants to go. It's all over the tabloids. I think he ends up there. Interesting. I mean, I like that. I like that Mbappe storyline. Um, he's they got the dude's got to make a decision. He's like Pogba, make a goddamn decision. Correct. God. Quit being French and decide. <laughs> like, like, Quit being so, French and decide. So before we got into the to the matchups for the next two weeks in February, we were actually talking about outright winners. So I want to bring us back to outright winner which is what Eric read the odds for when he was talking about Ajax, Ajax at plus 1,400. Mm-hmm. So if you had to pick an outright winner, which is what we're doing right now, who are you taking outright? If, do you want the odds again? Well, I, if, if, well yeah, Eric, read me the odds, and I'll, I'll go through who I think is going to win. So odds as they stand now, Man City plus 250, Bayern plus 375, 
Liverpool plus 500, Chelsea plus 800, Paris plus 900, Ajax plus 14, Real plus 16, Manu plus 2,000. So I'm not going to lie from both a gambling perspective and kind of like a shakeup perspective. Cause I'm, I'm with you, Jermaine. I'm not confident that man city has what it takes PSG. I don't even know if they get past real real. I don't even know if they get to like, if they get past the, the quarterfinals, Liverpool has obvious holes. Bayern has holes. Dude. I honestly, I mean, Chelsea, Chelsea is Chelsea struggles on the road. The, the team that has looked the most complete has been Ajax. Say it! Let's go! Damn. Plus 1,400! Podcast! Plus 1,400. I mean, they haven't, they haven't hit – they haven't struggled yet. I, I mean, I've, I've only watched them in their Champions League games. So, obviously, I'm extra critical of Bayern because I watch them in the Bundesliga. But Ajax has looked like a complete team. And they're only, what, two years removed? Final. They were just right. there. Yeah. Uh, they lost to Liverpool yeah. uh, two years ago. And then last year was Man City versus Chelsea. And uh, that usually I don't like to pick teams who were in the final the year before to win the title. So that lines up further with Ajax. So that automatically puts Man City and Chelsea not in not winning. Based right. on that logic, right? How flawed do you want to say it is? Um, I I like this bet as well. I know Eric's dream. Bayern Liverpool makes the most sense. Those are the two best teams as far as powers go. Right. But a Bayern Ajax draw, you know, obviously, like Eric said, you know, pending good luck draw. But a Bayern Ajax final, um. Sounds very plausible to me. Eric, are you with Ajax plus 1,400 on this list for your bet, or who are you taking? So I like that. (sighs) (laughs) But it comes down to star power and goal scoring, and Bayern and Liverpool have that. Lua is going to be the top goal scorer, and Mohamed Salah is playing. (laughs) Honestly. You'll bet it, Eric. he's, He's playing the best soccer in the world right now. He's, right. He's and I just Salah is the best player right now. So I gotta go one of those two, but I like your guys' Ajax pick because Chelsea has a brutal schedule. PSG's fake news, Man United's fake news, Real Madrid's fake news, and Man City. Let's be real. Look, I'm never Man City is the Bengals for me. I refuse to pick the Bengals to win a playoff game until they prove to me that they did. I refuse to pick Man City to pick to win a UCL until they prove to me that they can. Right. Most overrated coach in soccer. And what? Most overrated coach in soccer. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. Anyways. So as he sits nine points clear in the EPL, the division right. that his team plays in. With, I mean, the sec- I, with the second best coach in soccer. I was, I was, all right, I'm over it. We're, it we're- I, I, asked, I asked the second most goals scored. They had 20. Bayern had 22. And the second highest goal differential, they had 15. Bayern won it with 17, I believe. I think yeah. that I, I, I just. 19. 
look, I, I was just going with a gut call. Bayern Ajax final sounds great, but it it depends. Like if Bayern, you know, if Bayern Ajax draws rounds, like right, all right, well, yeah, it's obviously not going to happen. So that that definitely, and that's usually how Man City makes it far in these things. They get a right. they get a good draw, and then they. And then they beat up on Barcelona, and then they get there because you, know, you know everyone beats up on Barcelona. Three three home games in the ECL this year. Ajax has allowed one goal. They've scored ten. Jeez, <laughs> God. Well, Eric, That's- I get what you're saying. Like star power is great, but when a team can score ten goals at home and only allow one, like the late great John Madden says, the team that scores the most points generally wins a football game. Yeah, look, Eric's dream is super plausible as well. That's right. why it's the third favorite. So That's why what, what, what he's saying is not incorrect. Right. I, what? And to the star power point, no disrespect, Sebastian Haller, he plays for IX. He's the second leading goal scorer in UCL right now. So he's a budding star. Maybe. Maybe he can carry him. But I don't – I just – the guys he's going up against are just phenomenal soccer players. Was he on the team when they were in the final two years ago? No. Oh, interesting. That did that perked my ears. They a bought him. More. They bought him from uh, West Ham last year. That classic West Ham. Selling <laughs> <Classic West> <laughs> players so, to championship teams. <laughs> so here, here's uh, here's what I was gonna say, but Eric decided not to agree. I thought we were gonna have a unanimous UCL winner for Ajax at plus fourteen hundred, but. Uh, we're going to go ahead and say we have a unanimous host pick right? for Ajax at plus 1,400. For the listeners at home, snag Ajax plus 1,400. Go make, go make a fun bet of Ajax versus Bayern in the final. I think that would be a fun bet because the odds have got to be at least double the Liverpool. And we'll, so those are our outright winners. Eric didn't commit, but he gave you two choices, Liverpool or Bayern, and then – Nick and I gave you Ajax, so that's who we have for outright winners. We're going to go ahead and move on to the next bet. We've got um, top goal scorer. We got top goal scorer. So since we just did name the finalists, I think we'll just we're going to skip that yeah. since we already just named our yeah. finalists. But I don't see Ajax versus Bayern on this list. It's not, it's not, it's not available. Oh no, my god, it's not even available. It's not Whoa. even in, in, in our in our Liverpool is plus fifteen hundred or fifteen thousand. You're telling me Bayern Ajax, I can get more than fifteen thousand. <laughs> oh, Bavada stinks. Bavada, what are you doing? All right, so we'll move into top goal scorer. We'll wrap up with EPL team going the furthest, and then we'll end this podcast. Uh, as wow, <laughs> almost two hours again. Uh, quality content, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so top goal scorer, Lua minus one seventy five, Sebastian Haller plus two fifty, Mosal plus eight hundred, CR seven plus two thousand, Messi plus two thousand, and then everyone after that is over three thousand. Uh, you have Benzema, Mbappe, Jekyll, and Gabriel Jesus left. Did I say that guy's name right? Yes. Okay. Ian Jekyll. Ian Jekyll. I don't know who he plays for. Uh, I I don't think that there's even a debate here. I mean, if like you can put your you can put fun money on Sabat and Holler, like yeah, it's 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 Lua. Right? It's gonna be living down. <laughs> if, if Bayern will lose, it will be a team scoring more goals than Bayern by one. 
Bayern does not lose without scoring at least two goals. <laughs> yeah. I, look, you could get Lua at minus 175, and I still think that's a good bet. Right. <laughs> like, Eric, you, you agree? That? Does Bavada allow you to parlay that? I don't know if they do. Uh, but Eric said he agrees as well on minus 175. He's looking up who Jekko plays for. If I had to I was about to damn, I was about to say if I had to guess, I'm gonna guess enter. <laughs> hey, but it's too late. Eric told me before I can guess. Here's, uh, here's here's what you parlay. You parlay on a website that doesn't stink like Bovada. You parlay uh Ajax Bayern final, Lewandowski goal scorer, and Ajax winner. Current goal scorers. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, bet. Uh yeah, I like that parlay. I do. I like that parlay. I don't know how much it pays, but if if Inter Liverpool is fifteen thousand, bro, if, if that's crazy, that Bayern Ajax could could be like fifty thousand. So right now, as it stands, the top goal scorer is Holler from Ajax at ten. Lua has nine. <laughs> if you guys are gonna ride Ajax all to the final. You should put money on Holler. Plus Aon. I agree with that. But I still think I, – I look, if, I, if I'm riding Ajax to the final, I'm still also riding Bayern to the final. <laughs> and Lewandowski is – he wakes up scoring a goal. You know? Like, <laughs> just what he does. I do think that's smart, though. Holler at plus 800 and he's leading right now. I mean, that's – you can't ask for much better odds. Well, actually, you can. You can ask for better odds. But so, just because I like I like using funny money, if you if if we're saying IX Byron is plus fifty thousand, parlay that with IX to win plus fourteen hundred and Lewandowski to be top goal scorer at minus one seventy five, ten a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars would return you one point two million. <laughs> It's so crazy because I feel like this could happen. Hey, hey, someone get me a website that will take. That <laughs> I thing. feel like I feel like the worst team that Ajax wants to see in a cup in the in the UEFA final is Bayern because Bayern is Ajax's father. They <laughs> they do what Ajax does except better. <laughs> I see what you did there. Star Wait. Wars reference, Darth Vader, Vader is father in German. Right. There's levels to that pun, ladies and gentlemen. Was, this is a yeah. professional podcast. All right, let's wrap up this with one final bet. English Premier League team going the furthest. All right, off the top of your head, we don't have to discuss it. Just pick one. Man City plus 135, Liverpool plus 200, Chelsea plus 275, Manchester United plus 700. Liverpool. Liverpool plus 200. Liverpool. Liverpool plus 200. I'm going to take Maggie plus 700. all right ladies and gentlemen we thank you for tuning in on this podcast uh i think the new time is probably going to be about 100 minutes so for those of you who can't do that quick math at home that's an hour and 40 minutes (laughs) or an hour and two-thirds of an hour (laughs) however you guys want to do that we thank you for tuning in and listening as always i don't think nick has anything else eric sure as hell doesn't because i'm not going to ask him follow us on instagram at twitter at podcast room 303 we'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room